Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. That's more like it. More my style. You're listening to Saturdays in Tassie with Alex Johnston filling in for the great man Flash, Razzle Dazzle, Lithgow and Brett Jeeves, the former Tigers quick, sitting next to me on the couch, soaking in the sun on a beautiful Saturday morning on Hobart's eastern shore and joining us on the line, a man who'd be very happy this morning because the Jack Jumpers got it done at the nest last night. Jared Weeks, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. I wasn't there, unfortunately. I had some um, very amateur stand-up comedy duties, but Brett tells me they uh, were in fine form last night, your Jackies. Yeah, it was an amazing night. Um, Good to get one over the Kings that have, you know, we've had a little bit of trouble with at home. We haven't been able to get a win against them at home in front of our amazing fans, so it was uh, good to get them first game of the season. Weeksy, keen to um, keen to hear, and, and the, you know the Jackies are very important. But I want to focus on you for a moment. The transition from player to coach. How how, how have you found that so far? It's been amazing. Um, it's been something I've been working off the court for the last couple of years, um, especially with the coaching staff here. I've got a, a great bunch of guys that are sort of mentoring me through the role, and um, they they keep me up to scratch. They challenge me, and um, I'm just having a blast with it. And so in, in terms of game day preparation, what, what's your role in that? Are you offensive coordinator? You're working uh, defensively with the guards exclusively. How does it look for you? Um, so we split the scouts. So I've got, we've all got three teams that we scout uh, for each week. And uh, I'm more focused on the offensive side of the ball, which is always great as a former player. Well, which is excellent, which means you can stake a claim for Milton Doyle's offensive success. So well done, Weeksy, for teaching uh, Milton Doyle everything he knows. Mate, have, have, you, have you seen a, a better offensive player um, in the NBL a, a, across your time? I mean, he just seems to have it completely sorted. Not explosive athletically, but just makes defenders dance, gets to where he wants to go and, and has such a broad array of options to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Milt's, Milt's one of the greatest. Uh, players we've we've had in this program, uh, no doubt about it. Um, he's very very smart uh, on the court. He's always telling guys where to go. His leadership's gone to another level this year, and for him to be able to score at you know all areas of the court uh, against mismatches in the on ball catch and shoot threes, he's got it all. So I'm um, very lucky to have Milton here, and uh, yeah, obviously looking to play a lot through him. Weeksy, when I looked at the uh, box score, I was amazed with how many. Uh, players scored last night. The depth looks incredible. As someone who's scouting against other teams, is that going to be a real tool to you so you can have different matchups when it suits? Absolutely. I think um, you know everyone. Everyone wants the whole team to score. If you can get multiple guys in in double figures, it makes it very hard for the for the defense to uh, try and shut all those options down. 
Um, and adding to that, I think it takes the pressure off our main scorers, guys like Milton Doyle and JC. They don't feel the pressure that they have to go get 35 points for us to win. They can just, you know, go along and play the game as it comes to them. I think that's a huge bonus for us. Really, really strong defensive performance last night, holding the Kings to, to 72 points, uh, holding um, Adams uh, to two points in, in the first half. How, how, how were you able to hold such an explosive offensive player to uh, only two points in a, in a half of basketball? Yeah, I mean, we had a great scout from Jack Fleming, our head assistant. Um, he had the guys ready to go, and I think guys just locked in. Um, obviously, we were the worst-ranked defensive team in the league last round. Um, Perth shot the ball very well, and I think guys took that to heart this week. And to, to keep Jalen Adams to two points, former MVP of the league, mm. um, I know he did end up with 21 and had 19 in the second he got going a little bit. But, um, yeah, he was a high focus for us this week, and I think the guys did a great job on him. And when you, when you look at that um, defensive performance, Marcus Lee, obviously in foul trouble, um, I think he's played eight or eight or ten minutes of, of, of floor time to be able to uh, have that level of defensive control with your, with your key pillar on the bench, that, that must be heartening as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, Fab and JB really stepped up. Uh, that's probably one of the, the best games I've seen JB mm. play for a long time. And um, that that's what he can do. You know, he's very athletic. He's probably the strongest person on the planet that I've ever played against. And, um, you know, he's not the tallest center in the league, but, um, yeah, he's someone who can provide a lot of energy for us. And, you know, he's, he's a huge piece to what we do. And to have the ability to throw him out there for, for 8 to 12 minutes in a game and for him to change the game like, like he did last night is a huge, a huge plus for us. Jared Weeks is our guest on Saturdays in Tassie on SEN. Weeks, can you give me an insight into Jack McVeigh? Because... Often in my lunch break, I'll be eating something very bad for me and scrolling through his tweets that are very <laughs> inspirational and encouraging me to go out and shoot a thousand free throws until I get six hundred in a row in, and I'm got tomato sauce dripping down my <laughs> down my beard. He had another good game last night, but am I right in saying he's a bit of a rare cat? He is. He's that's uh, who he is. Everything he puts out on Twitter and uh, Instagram is exactly who he is. He loves life. Uh, he lives it to the fullest, and um, he's just having a blast. He's he's always smiling. He's having a great time, and um, he's working his ass off. Um, he's got huge goals that he's set for himself this year that he wants to achieve, and um, the the work he put in this off season has been phenomenal. And even rebounding, I don't know if you guys heard, but Fab actually broke the backboard during our warm well, up last a, night. So I was about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, so Fab. You know, that's something you can put in your back pocket, something that no one can ever take away from you because it happens very rarely. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, for Jack not being able to shoot in his last shooting group and then come out just before our warm-up and hit about 40 in a row while I was rebounding for him. So, um, very talented individual. Well, you would have thought you would have saved money on maintenance last night with no Chase Buford kicking in your LED <laughs> screens and then Fab goes and breaks the backboard, so you're sort of one step forward and two steps back. But um, does that get banned now, dunking in practice, or is that such a freak thing that you could, what won't happen again anytime soon? It's such a freak thing. I'm Yeah, I, I've never seen that live. You know, you see it on, on the internet every now and then, but... Um, yeah, like I said, that's something that Fab can keep for the rest of his life. Uh, very, very strange occurrence. I'm just glad we had a backup ready to go and we didn't have to cancel the game. 
Wixie, I wanted to ask, and, and going back to the to, to the game for a moment, I wanted to ask about the, the first quarter. It felt I was I was in the crowd. It felt it felt like the crowd was really struggling to get into it, and I think largely because of the thirteen fouls that, that were called in the first quarter. The, the NBL refs didn't get the memo. Jack Jumper's home opener, let them play, get the crowd into it. You know, I guess how how do you overcome that 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 constant whistle and lack of momentum in the game to to be able to get the crowd involved? Yeah, like you said, it would have been nice to get the crowd involved a little bit more. I still remember uh, when when the boys were running out for the opening tip, it was loud as that's as loud as I've heard the nest in a in a while. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of fouls in the first quarter, which probably worked in our favour a little bit. The Sydney teams like to get out and run and push the pace and you know go up and down. So yeah, I don't know if, if fouls mean it slows the games down, then uh, we'll take that in our favour. And and just uh, before we let you get back to your Saturday morning breakfast, what um what what, what did you make of the Kings? Are they are they a different team now? Obviously, Vasilovic and and Cooks are, are off uh, pursuing the NBA tour. They're you know they're better players across the last period. Uh, have have the Kings lost a, just a little of their luster with those two players out, or you you still feel like they'll be a dominant force throughout the year? Yeah, I mean I I think they're still they're still the champions until they're not anymore, right? So. They've got that aura about them. Um, I don't think that they, you know, played to their potential last night. We had a great scout on them, and I think we were able to push them out of their stuff and make them play our game. Um, but, yeah, they've still got Jalen Adams. Galloway's a great young up-and-coming guy, and, you know, they've got guys that have been around the league uh, for a long time, so I don't think we can count them out just yet. Jared Weeks, thanks so much for your time on Saturdays in Tassie. We love your influence, and we're so glad that you're not shooting threes anymore, but you're still a massive part of the JJ setup, and you've been an enormous part of why the culture of the club is so good. So thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, no mate. What a ripper. Excellent. Yeah. Just su- such enthusiasm hey, as well. Mate? I love I love um and you know, and just so keen to, to continue to chat yeah, uh, with us as well. I think he was saying goodbye to uh, producer Ethan, who obviously didn't hit the right buttons there. But um, it's, could have it, been worse. It's yeah, that is true. Uh, don't invite me back on to chat to those two ever again. Could have come through, but um, imagine that. Yeah, but <laughs> who were those? What, yeah, what I was what I was going to say is that I thought I was on with Brett and Tim Payne. Yeah, oh, these no. two clowns. Oh god, um, got the reserves again. It's awesome when you say good morning to someone and you get the response like you did from like like we did from yeah. Jackson, upbeat and chipper and love Saturday morning and you know coming off a win and super enthusiastic. And, and as you so so rightly pointed out, the back end there, AJ, is such an integral part of uh, the Jack Jumpers culture, and the reason why they've been embraced by the community is you know people like Jared Weeks, Josh uh, Josh Majet, um, you know, had just having a huge leadership influence on the on the group and the and the culture of the club. Absolutely, big half hour of the show coming up. We have got the sports minister on Nick Street. We really want to know what's going on with the stadium and the AFL license. He'll be able to fill us in, but for now it's news time on Saturdays in Tassie.